0: It's Thursday, March 15th, and we're talking athletics baseball. Pleased to be joined by A's reporter for MLB.com, Jane Lee. Thanks, as always, Jane, for taking some time. Let's start off looking at, it's Thursday, tonight, the number one prospect in the A's organization, A.J. Puck, getting the ball. Uh, Exciting times in terms of watching this young player, his comparisons to Randy Johnson. What do we expect to see from Puck tonight, and will he be in the rotation maybe sooner than people think?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that the A's um, have to be pretty happy about getting him um, out on the mound, under the lights, um, and in the only locally televised game that the A's have on their spring schedule. Um, I think they want to maybe see how he does, you know, under the bright lights, maybe a little more pressure, more eyes on him. Um, And to this point, I mean, kind of the same as he was last year in his first big league camp. I mean, his demeanor really stands out. Nothing seems to shake him. Has that calm, cool demeanor on the mound, um, and something you you know you look for in a young guy like that. Because obviously there's a lot of expectations on him, being the number one prospect in the organization, a lot of hype around him. He knows that, but he's a very quiet guy, keeps to himself, and that kind of transfers to the mound and, and serves him well. So I would suspect nothing less than what he's he's shown so far this spring. He's Essentially, been their top pitching performer, um, which has kind of raised the question: Does he belong in the rotation when the season opens? And you know, I think when the spring schedule opened, everyone would have you know that that seems like a crazy question to ask, um, just because first of all, the A's had so many other options already to sort through. AJ Puck hasn't even you know pitched at, um, at the Triple A level, and you know only has so much minor league experience under his belt. Um, and, of course, that service time issue does come to mind, too. So is it the prudent thing to start him in the rotation when the season opens? You know, I think the A's have to really decide and be realistic with the question of, you know, or do they expect to compete? And I think, you know, maybe not so this year. So in that case, um, you know, do you let Puck just, you know, continue his development at the minor league level for a couple of months and then bring him up? But I think right now they're seriously considering it, especially um given some injuries that have popped up to some of the other rotation members.
0: Yeah, and, and one of those injuries recently, uh, Jarrell Cotton, he had some some right elbow soreness. So an MRI, I think, scheduled for today on Thursday. Where, where do things stand with him?
1: Yeah, I think they're just kind of playing the waiting game with him. This is something that cropped up last year in September toward the end of the season. He had an MRI then. There was no structural damage then. But he has had some minor issues with the elbow in the past. Uh, I know when he was in the minors had some soreness that ended his first professional season. And then in his second professional season, I believe it's when he um, had a fracture in the elbow. So there's definitely a history there. Um, I know the A's are are holding their breath because this is a guy that, you know, when he is going well, he has some of the best stuff on that staff. Um, And he really started stringing together some good performances and consistency is what was lacking from, from his rookie season last year and you know they were looking for him to just kind of put together some good starts and he did and it's unfortunate timing um, I know he was really excited about where he's at so hopefully it is something minor but this late in spring you know, any type of setback could have ram- ramifications on the opening day rotation
0: We're talking with Jane Lee MLB.com reporter for the Athletics and when you look at uh, the rotation as a whole, Kendall Graveman, Sean Minaya, those are obviously locks for the starting rotation and then We'll see with Cotton and Puck, but could the uh, could the starting rotation maybe surprise people? The expectations, as you mentioned before, maybe are not too high. But if a guy like Puck develops quickly, maybe the expectations might turn for this for this Athletics team this year.
1: Yeah, I mean, you just never know. It really will come down to their pitching. I think. I think everyone knows that the potential is there for the offense to be really good, um, a ton of power up and down that lineup, and just a just a deeper you know lineup overall this year. So if the pitching can hang with them, um, you know they did a lot to improve the bullpen, but questions still remain um, about the starting staff. I mean, you know, with only two locks really in Kendall Grayman and Sean Manaya and. I mean, Graveman hasn't had the best spring, and of course, you know, you can only glean so much from spring performances, but they're still looking to get his innings up, and then Manaya of course, was slowed a little bit early by some back tightness, and then some of the other um, candidates to fill out the rotation have had their ups and downs, so I think, you know, right now, there's definitely still some questions within that group. The hope, of course, is that, you know, they do kind of come together and and maybe surprise some people when the season opens. But I think it's going to be just that, that ongoing question, you know, once the season opens and beyond Um, and there could be a lot of movement, you know, within that group. Um, And that's something that we saw last year too. They had several starters going in and out and, and I think they're not going to be afraid to kind of mess with it and, you know, until something works. So I think right now they're just kind of waiting to see who emerges. I think there's, there's really only so many candidates now. um, And I would, Suspect that Daniel Mingdon, Paul Blackburn, now maybe are you know have a pretty strong chance of making it in there. And then that last spot, if Jarrell Cotton is is expected to be out for a period, then I would think that it would come down to Andrew Triggs or AJ Puck. And Triggs has kind of been seen as um like a tweener guy this spring, someone that could you know of course help in the rotation, but someone who could also um being the bullpen as kind of that long release guy because as it looks right now i think the a's are leaning toward a, an eight-man bullpen so it'll be interesting but um you know if puck is in there at the very least you know some intrigue and some excitement within that group
0: yeah definitely the entertainment value would go up a notch for sure let's switch gears talk about the lineup for a little bit now um i noticed the other day in a in a win for the a's four of the top 30 prospects in the organization there are three homers in the win tell us about some of the young guys in the organization from uh, from the lineup and who could make the team and maybe contribute right away
1: yeah i think um you know going into camp uh, as far as the position players go um particularly the infield it was pretty much set but it was still you know it's still been a, a good opportunity for some of the younger guys to make an impression. The other day, they were in Surprise, which from Mesa to Surprise, it's the longest drive in the Cactus League, which means that um, you know, there's not many veterans in that lineup. It was pretty much a, an all-B group. But um, you, know, you saw Jorge Mateo and Franklin Barreto at shortstop in, in second base, um, and really an exciting middle infield duo um, that will probably you know, start the season at AAA. Mateo was already optioned and and Bredo will probably hang with them for the rest of the spring, but because Jed Lowry is entrenched at second base, Bredo will, will probably start to see in at Nashville. And that is a duo that, I mean, I know right now at the big league level, everyone's excited about the, the two Mats on the corners, Matt Olson and Matt Chapman. But eventually, you know, I do think that Mateo and Bredo will be right there with them. I and mean, A's haven't had this type of talent you know, residing in their, in their farm system in quite a while. So they've really impressed. Mateo had a, a little bit of a slow start just because of a lingering knee issue, but had that two-homer day a couple of days ago, and Bredo's been flashing some power too. And so both very exciting, talented guys that, you know, I suspect would be up at some point this year.
0: And a subtle move recently. It didn't get a lot of publicity, but adding Jonathan Lucroy to the middle of that lineup, that's a nice move for the A's.
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, I think just because, of the uncertainty surrounding the starting staff, you know, I I think the A's realized that if they couldn't add a veteran starter, and realistically, I mean, the guys that were out there that were available, um, they were never going to get any of those guys um, just because of the limited resources that they are working with. But when a Jonathan Lucroy comes along and is available, um, you know, you start to think this is a guy that – you know, could help the staff in in a different kind of way. So, provide some st- stability. Um, definitely some veteran presence. Aides don't have a ton of that in their clubhouse. Just not a lot of veteran guys in there. So, I think all the way around. And that, you know, doesn't even touch on what he could provide offensively. I know he had a little bit of a down year last year on both sides of the ball, but he kind of considers that something of an aberration. And and hopefully contributes, you know, offensively and defensively. And I think more than anything, just that, that presence, too, that I was talking about um, could go a long way for this group.
0: Talking with Jane Lee, athletics reporter for MLB.com. And last question for you, Jane. We touched on this before, but just your take now going into opening day. What's the ceiling of this year's team? If everything goes right, can they compete for a playoff spot? Or really, is, is it just about getting guys like Puck experience, some of the young guys, and seeing what develops? Or, or is the ceiling maybe a little higher?
1: No, I, I think within the group they they would definitely say that, you know, they they think that they could surprise and potentially contend, but I think realistically, you know, they're in a, a very tough division. So I think it's you know, it's an uphill battle to begin with. I do think that they can be competitive, but I still think, you know, that they're lacking and I mean the same questions that surrounded this group or when we entered spring training, the same ones, you know, that they're facing now with the starting rotation. And that's just, I mean, that's such a, a big question mark. And I think that, you know, without a solid group in place, you know, that they could, they could stumble. But I do think that they'll, they'll hang in there. I think at the very least they'll be better than they were last year. I think they'll have a chance to, you know, be right up or at 500. And, you know, I think, if they could do that, you know, it would be considered a success because I think at the end of the day, they just, they really want to continue developing these guys. And they know that these are the guys that they want to build around. So even though they might not be contending, I think that there's um, definitely more intrigue, more excitement within this group because they see the potential. Um, If not this year, then, you know, perhaps next year, and, and for years to
0: come. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Jane. We'll look forward to seeing AJ Puck again on the mound later on Thursday. So that'll be exciting to see. Great work, Jane. We appreciate the time. I'm Darwin Zook. Thanks for tuning in on MLB.com Extras.
2: Okay, picture this.